could only wish that the destruction of America's fighting force was actually a conspiracy theory. It is not. Right before our eyes, what we are watching is the systematic breakdown of all branches of our military service. Now, really, is this any surprise? It shouldn't be. It's not to me. Look at who's in charge. We only need to listen to the words of the puppet Biden regime. See their actions, look at their affiliations, uh, such as Biden's uh, affection for China, for the CCP. Uh, we uh, have supporting the Biden regimen, a corrupt CIA, a corrupt FBI agency, and even the Department of Homeland Security can no longer be trusted. So it should be absolutely no surprise that the breakdown of our military is an intentional process going on and with a very specific agenda. When we listen to the words and see their actions and we identify their declared agenda, we see that the American fighting machine is now being actually dismantled step by step. It's very important to understand what's happening right now to our military. And I suspect that the best way to identify the problem is to simply paint a portrait of a soldier who is now serving under the Biden regime. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise. This is your host, Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. My goal on this program always is to unite patriots and Christians by simply sharing facts and by exposing evil and also by promoting the Bible as our one true righteous standard. It has served that purpose for almost 250 years. And this very standard is what actually made America great. We have been a beacon of light, a beacon of truth and freedom to a very weary and compromised world, to the entire world. And because of that influence, despite even now all the world's corruption and tyranny that destroys so many lives everywhere, we actually are seeing freedom fighters who know that a free nation is actually achievable. America proved that beyond a doubt. And yes, it happened in America, but we need to also admit the truth. We are no longer in a free American society. We have lost our free republic. We do not have an elected president of the United States who was chosen by the people, to serve the people, and to profit the American people. We have now lost how many freedoms that were once taken for granted for so many years. We are absolutely in the midst of a second great Holocaust, and the consequences now will be global. Can you just imagine what it must be like to be a soldier in today's military under the Biden regime. Think of our military men and women who have taken an oath to defend the Constitution, a document that is now being fully ignored 
to the full extent possible by the current government that now rules over us. How can they possibly ignore the Constitution? And how does a serviceman or servicewoman actually survive in an environment where the Constitution is trampled by the very commander-in-chief who rules over your life, your activities. We all said it couldn't happen in America. It couldn't possibly happen in America. The Constitution is the very ingredients of who we are and what we do. We live and breathe by the Constitution. But now, to be honest with you, that's all in past tense, and we must acknowledge it. We are in the midst of a coup of the American Free Republic. No, I cannot imagine what it would be like to be a soldier in today's military. I retired years ago, and I actually was in and out of the United States Air Force or Air National Guard for a good number of years, and I actually did retire as a military veteran. Today, I'll admit to you that I would not want to be a part of the new military. Things are happening. Things are changing. We are no longer in a free America. And who and what is determining the fate of America as we proceed? It's very difficult to come to any conclusions in this day and age since we are canceled. We who speak the truth, we, where do we turn for true knowledge, for the facts, for real data? And now, as they are seeking to complete this coup, they are attacking our military absolutely in a vicious way. You see, if they can remove these soldiers these real genuine soldiers with a patriotic spirit from our fighting forces, then the coup against America has a much greater chance of success. And so that's exactly why they are trying to pull this off. That's what they're doing. Imagine yourself being a young high school senior who graduates and decides to enlist in the military. He has to choose a branch of service. Will it be the Army, the Marines, the Air Force, or the Navy, or maybe the Coast Guard, which is no longer under the Department of Military, but Department of Homeland Security? And then after choosing a branch, they have to choose a field. What will they choose to do? Well, they take a test called the ASVAB, which is a standard test to determine what your vocational aptitude is and what you might be qualified to train for. But what about motives? What about the actual trigger that causes someone to actually want to enlist in the military? If we dissect this out a little bit, we would have to conclude that not everybody starts out their military career, or at least planning for their military career, with a patriotic incentive. I'll admit to you, I did not. As I have mentioned previously, not with great pride, I was an absolute goofball in high school. I had potential that I didn't know I had. I did not have instruction 
in how to succeed academically, but I was at least smart enough to realize that I wanted to go somewhere. I wanted to do something. I wanted to have something to offer perhaps a future wife or future family. And so in my senior year of high school, about six months before I chosen an enlistment date, I uh, was in a program that allowed me to actually join the military uh, six months earlier than my actual date of arrival at basic training. It was called the Delayed Enlistment Program. And I was very excited and very proud to do that. I took the ASVAB test. And the next thing I knew, I was scheduled to be serving in the Air Force uh, as an avionics specialist uh, to work on the F-111F aircraft, specifically communications, navigations, and electronic countermeasures systems on the F-111 aircraft. And I was very excited about that, but I must say that it was not really a full all-in-out patriotic uh, desire that I had in my heart to enlist in the military. It was not like the recruits who went in after 9-11. Now, I am sure it would have been much different had those circumstances prevailed at this, that time, but I went in, into the service in 1975, still under the old GI Bill because we were still officially in the Vietnam era, although the Vietnam War was over. However, I was still subject to the wrath of those who served in the Vietnam War simply because I became a military member in that time with the mindset that the military were just a bunch of baby killers. It was a hard decision to make in some ways, but an easy decision since I was a screwball in high school and since I had no idea what I wanted to do, all I knew is I wanted to make something of myself. And I suppose that a lot of people go into the military for similar reasons, or perhaps because they can't find a job, or maybe because they are just fed up with the crummy job that they have. There's all kinds of reasons why people decide to go into the military. But I would suspect that in this day and age, the greater incentive might actually be a call to a patriotic duty to serve our country because our country is in dire need of loyal patriots. But regardless of the motives for a young adult enlisting in the military, the truth is, and it happened for me, it doesn't take long for them to realize that they are a part of a team that is built to do something that is very different stuff for the cause of protecting American freedom. The average recruit headed off to boot camp has to say goodbye to his past life for better or worse, and he departs or she departs for eight to 12 weeks of rigorous training in boot camp. What happens is there is a process whereby they are broken down and then built up in such a way that they are fit for military service. They learn very quickly how to obey orders and realize quickly that there are grave consequences to disobeying orders. They learn to be responsible, starting out with very, very minute things like how to properly, properly uh, fold your underwear and your socks, 
how to make um, hospital corners when you are making your bed, making it so tight that you can flip a coin on it and the coin bounces up. They quickly discover in basic training that hardship for a worthy cause can be endured. That is the great majority of them. There's always the outcasts who just simply cannot or will not comply, cannot fit in, and they are tossed out of the military, but there really aren't that many. Yes, the new recruit has to face mental challenges, physical challenges. They must learn how to use a weapon of war, and they learn what it really means to be well-disciplined and to be a team player, and that is the extreme value that is applied to everyone who enters military service. After basic training, then comes the next phase of the military service, and that is learning a trade or a skill. Sometimes you are being taught how to operate high-tech equipment, equipment on aircraft or on naval ships, or even on land vehicles. Uh, some of our mobile equipment uh, contains some of the highest technology available in the world. They learn to specialize supporting the greatest military force the world has ever known. And that's something to be proud of. And so after weeks to months, uh, sometimes up to a year, maybe even longer of technical training, then it's off to be deployed to, for your first actual service as a trained militiaman. With a mixture of excitement and some apprehension, perhaps, and anticipation, they go out and they actually do their job. Well, it doesn't take long uh, to discover that it's not all a bed of roses. When I completed my training in, in avionics, I was actually stationed first at Mountain Home Air Force Base. That was my first assignment. Any of you who know Mountain Home Air Force Base will acknowledge that it is anything but a mountain home. It is high, dry desert. It is not fun. It is very hot and dry in the wintertime and very cold excuse me, hot and dry in summertime, cold in the wintertime. And when I first began my work, I didn't realize, I had no idea I would be working the grave shift. The time when it was very cold out working on the flight line, working on aircraft. It was a sacrifice. And I realized that this was a way of life that I had chosen and that I must now adapt to. In the background, in my mind, I realize, and I always tried to remember that I am serving my country. And it didn't take long when I was assigned at Mountain Home Air Force Base. In fact, it was within a year that I actually deployed on a real, real world mission. And then I discovered what sacrifice really means because we had to get the aircraft up and running all of them ready to depart at a moment's notice, and they did deploy, and that involved working several days straight, catching a few hours on a, an uncomfortable bunk in the shop so that I could go out and work again as soon as I was a little bit rested. So learning a trade and then actually putting it into real-life experience can be a big, a big challenge, but there's more to it than that. 
The military right now is rapidly changing under the obvious communist Biden regime. And it isn't good at all for our fighting forces because the true fighters, the loyal ones, the ones who care about their country and who take seriously their oath to protect the constitution, these are the very ones who are being persecuted. No longer does the communist Democrat pseudo president and his controllers want a fighting force. Can you believe I'm saying that? I can't. They do not want a strong fighting force because this is absolutely counterproductive to their mission of wrecking America. And we must acknowledge that this is exactly what is happening. It happened for eight years under the uh, the oppressive Biden regime, everything, excuse me, under Obama's regime, Obama was an imposter. Everything that he did was designed to weaken or destroy some aspect of American life. Yes, we are being wrecked by our domestic government, a domestic enemy that now wants in place a submissive, a passive, a weak, a woke and a perverted military force that is easy to control and therefore easy to defeat. Some of you certainly have seen the new recruitment advertising uh, program that is focusing on the LGBTQIA population. They do not want the alpha male any longer, they would like to reduce and they are reducing physical fitness requirements in the military simply because the recruits that they want in no way could fulfill or satisfy the requirements that were previously in place. They are reducing the weight requirements. Obesity will likely become a very acceptable thing. And what about the mental qualifications? Because when you are mentally unstable, and don't tell me that sexual perverts are not mentally stable. They are unstable. I saw it in a medical practice over many, many years. It is just a fact. Dig in deeply, listen behind closed doors of a medical office, and you hear the truth repeatedly, time and time again. And so we must admit that the desired goal of our current government regime is a weak military, the very goal that will accomplish ultimately their task of doing exactly what they wish to do, to destroy America. And so if you portray an alpha male image and you say, I love my country and I want to learn how to fight for America and how to be a part of the winning team, you are not seen as favorably at all as the effeminate, the unstable and the blind sheep who are now being actively recruited into the military. Well, today I'm simply trying to paint for you a little portrait of the American fighting man or woman who is stuck serving under a puppet commander in chief. And I'll be honest, it is a very ugly painting. 
a picture that we have never had the displeasure of viewing in all of America's history is now being painted. And if we take a look at some of the things that our present warriors, our loyal ones are facing, it is astounding to actually believe that they are fighting truthfully an enemy that is ruling over them. Take a look, for example, at the recent Afghanistan debacle. A willful empowering of the CCP and the Taliban is what is happening, is what the Biden regime has instated. Remember, Biden empowered the Taliban enemy by donating, yes, donating high-tech, the highest technology in the world, military vehicles, aircraft, and equipment. That was no accident. The Biden regime empowers the enemy by submitting to their requests, by saying we will reason with them, we will negotiate with them. No, they will not. They will comply with them and they will aid and abet the enemy. That's what the Biden regime is doing. They leave behind Americans seeking an exit under the threat of death, stating that they simply will not do it. And they abandoned our military forces who were already there in place. They were not kept safe. And as a consequence of that, we lost 13 military members, servicemen who died for no necessary reason. It was completely avoidable. They were abandoned. Think of the impact that this has on the psyche of every military member. What legitimate, sane, patriotic soldier in his right mind would ever want to deploy anywhere outside of the United States today, fully knowing that his commander-in-chief will abandon him without blinking an eye? And they know it because they have seen it firsthand. Remember that we often deploy to places of political unrest. If I were in the military today, I would not want to deploy. I might even seek solace in finding a way to not deploy, to disqualify myself. That is the wrong mindset to be in for a soldier. Look at Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Schiller, who called for some accountability from senior military and civilian leaders for their blaring incompetence in Afghanistan. He simply said, get your act together. Do what you are supposed to do as a sworn leader of our nation. He resigned his commission, but do you know he was offered an out? He was asked to stay silent and then they said they would let him finish his remaining three years until his retirement. Now, this man is a patriot and a warrior, first class. He simply said no. He forfeited his entire military entitlements and a retirement after having just a short time to go, stating, I don't want a single dollar from this wretched government. And so what now? Well, he has now joined the forces in the civilian ranks right where the Biden regime wants him and at what cost to him. 
it cost him a great deal, a great deal. But people have no idea what the current military soldier goes through each day, what they process in their brains as they are watching America crumble and crumble under the hands of a domestic enemy called the United States government. What else is happening to the soldier today? Well, how are they going to get rid of all these great warriors? Well, another great tactic is the forced vaccinations. We heard uh, just recently that Biden is going to enforce vaccinations. And remember, it is not a vaccine. It is gene treatment. It is a gene juice that can have devastating consequences and has actually maimed thousands of thousands of people and killed thousands of others. And despite it all, it is still being pushed and promoted. Yes, forced vaccinations. Well, finally, Two military service members with natural immunity, a Staff Sergeant Daniel Robert and a Staff Sergeant Holly Mulvihill are fighting back and they have filed lawsuits against the Department of Defense, the FDA and Health and Human Services. And they are simply filing suit against soldiers who have natural immunity. But what if a soldier has not been infected and even without natural immunity? This is not a lethal virus in healthy soldiers. Should the unvaccinated uh, crowd who has not been exposed to coronavirus be forced to receive the jab? No, they should not. This is another travesty in the U.S. coup plot. But how far do you think they will get with this? Will they be successful in this lawsuit? Uh, The plaintiffs are exposing the corrupt Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. Secretary of Defense, wait a minute. Do you think he's going to be protected by Biden or by whoever's controlling Biden? He has been exposed for corrupting Uh, for being corrupt in that he ignored his own DOD regulations and he redefined what full immunity means. Now, always we must remember that words do have meaning and full immunity means that you are not susceptible to reinfection. He claims that the vaccine is the only way to achieve full immunity and states that having been exposed, that is, having become ill with coronavirus and recovered, as 99.7% of all people do, and that number is higher in young military recruits because they are all healthy. Yes, full immunity is not provided at all with the shot. The jab does not protect you from infection. It is not a vaccine. And yet, Lloyd Austin says that you must receive the vax because you need to achieve full immunity. This is just another blatant lie, another denial of real science, another ignoring of the data that is being collected and proving that the vaccine is pretty much worthless, but also harmful. 
and possibly lethal. Yes, he defies the very constitution that our fighting force takes an oath to defend. We are living under a communist regime and refusal of the jab, therefore, is our duty. It is unconstitutional. We must remember also that the military has been forced to mask up. We, we should never forget that hypoxia weakens the body, a decrease in oxygen concentration, and a buildup of carbon dioxide causes mental and physical fatigue, confusion, and so forth, and all the more so with increasing physical activity. This has been denied by the left. It has been denied by the woke scientists, by the physicians who are hired hands. But the evidence is there for everyone to see if you will only look. We have had one insult after another on our military forces. They are in trouble. They are wanting to flee the military in large numbers now. And it's all part of the plan. It will happen. The military will be weakened and nullified by the present government regime. You are listening to Unity Without Compromise on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is Dr. Steve Latulip. I'll take a short break and be right back to further expose the portrait of a military soldier under the Biden regime. Don't go away. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. AmericaOutloud.com Simply put, we're patriots who believe in Ronald Reagan's vision of a shining city on a hill. From sea to shining sea, you can listen in on iHeartRadio. Our free apps are on Apple, Android, or Alexa, or our world-class media player. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all.
Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We're talking today about the military member, the portrait of a soldier who is serving under the corrupt Biden regime. It is discouraging, it is disheartening, it is an atrocity what is happening to our soldiers in this military age in America. I've been trying to portray what it's like for a bona fide patriotic soldier to serve under the present communist-serving, constitution-trampling Biden regime, and it's not at all a pretty picture. There is more. I have already discussed the Afghanistan debacle. Remember that we fought and lost a war in Afghanistan for 20 years, the longest war we have been in to date. Russia tried to do the same thing, and then the U.S. tried, and now in steps the CCP, the Communist Party of China, who will try to, quote, fix Afghanistan. What will they really do? Will there ever be peace in the Middle East? I doubt it very much. It's very likely impossible. The cause of Allah guarantees eternal unrest in that region of the world where they rule. Islam is not a peace-loving religion or nation. It is written in the book of Islam that they must attack all who are not a part of them, as opposed to Christianity, where we simply strive to recruit, to spread the gospel, to tell the truth so that lives may be much improved, and so that eternal life will ultimately be available quite in contrast, but Biden actually empowers the enemy in Afghanistan. He has donated how many millions of dollars of the highest technology equipment in the world, in the military world, and who now has possession of that? We know that Iran has some of our vehicles. We can be sure that the Chinese Communist Party is taking a look at it all. The Chinese... What they do best in the CCP is that they steal information. They steal technology and then use it to their benefit. This bypasses all the research, doesn't require intense uh, training and research among their people. If they can steal it, it's like scavenger birds. Let's steal from others so that I don't have to eat my own food or collect my own food. Now the military is faced with forced vaccinations. They've been facing forced masking and insult after insult after insult, both in the active duty and in the guard and reserve forces. But there's more, a lot more. Recently, under some woke generals, uh, such as Silly Millie, we have had shoved down their throat critical race training and many other brainwashing tactics. Remember, it's all part of the plan to weaken and ultimately destroy the military fighting force. Now, when I was in the military years ago, even in basic training, I recall some of the classes I had to take um, to try and break down all people so that we could be a unified fighting force. I suppose you could call some of that propaganda, but it was useful propaganda because the intent was to make us 
a one body, strong fighting force who would be side by side and fighting together, regardless of religion, regardless of creed, regardless of skin color, regardless of anything, of race. We were a brotherhood. And ask any veteran today if they would die for a fellow soldier, a fellow veteran, they would say hands down, absolutely. And it wouldn't depend on race, on culture, on skin culture, on any value other than the fact that we were soldiers. But the brainwashing in today's military is over the top. Remember, the new fighting force, if you can call it that, must be converted to a mindless, a blindly obedient force, a weak force that will actually be no threat whatsoever to our enemies. Brainwashing by liberal generals who are selected by liberal leftist politicians are destroying our military members. The same indoctrination, in fact, that goes on in public schools and in our college campuses is being used for the military to indoctrinate the military in socialist communist doctrine in the same way as our lower education system. Only in the military, you are forced to comply, not just forced to hear it, but forced to comply. Otherwise, you will not have a successful military career. We must remember the meaning of the old term GI. GI stands for government issue. It means you are not your own. You have surrendered your freedom and your rights. You belong to the government. You are government issue, government equipment. And in this day and age, you are most expendable if you do not comply with the party line. Should you raise your voice and call time out, you will be dealt with. What else does our soldier face today? What we are seeing is actually the feminization of the American fighting force. The goal, of course, is to weaken our military forces so that if they go against the CCP or the Soviets or any declared enemy that wishes to attack us, hopefully, and I say this rhetorically, hopefully they will be weakened to the point of insignificance. Oh, Biden, won't China praise you? Russia will be rejoicing. And I am sure that Iran sees great opportunity. Yes, let's just fill our ranks in the military with a bunch of sexual perverts among the ranks, knowing that this is a very dangerous distraction in the military fighting force. It takes the focus off of what the military is there to accomplish. It goes completely against the grain of the fact that the military is best served by alpha males, just like President Trump was, a male with some testosterone, a male with a spine. And if you're a female in the fighting force, some of you do certainly have a spine. Females do have testosterone produced in their bodies by the adrenal glands, not by testicles. 
But who in their right mind would ever dispute the fact that the, quote, toxic male is the best military soldier? Toxic masculinity is a great asset among warriors, but the woke-minded people don't believe it, despite the fact that history proves it beyond doubt. Well, I have been discussing what it is actually like for a bona fide patriotic soldier to serve under a communist-serving leader, under a commander-in-chief who will, without hesitation, abandon you. Think about putting yourself in such a situation where nothing you can say or do will be adequate, and especially if you take a stand for the Constitution, for the freedom of American people. If you wish to be a part of that group, you no longer belong in the military. Think of the impact that the soldier has to deal with because of this situation. We must realize that for these people, for these soldiers, compromise is encouraged. These men and women serving on active duty, especially and in the Guard and Reserves, are under pressure to comply. But what about those in the military who have served for 10 or 15 years as a soldier, a specialist who is working in the Army on tanks, or like I was as an aircraft um, as an aircraft technician working on electronic countermeasures, where would I go for employment in a civilian job? Many military people who are, were fully committed to serving a military career have no place to go. They have no other skills. Perhaps these men are raising families and have children still in grade school and they have to somehow provide for them in a very challenging time in America. Even the most patriotic of soldiers has basic needs and a desire to provide for his family, to defend his own family. What about the men and women who are soon to retire? They've just got a few more years, perhaps, to serve in the military, and now they are being pressured to take this experimental, and yes, it is still experimental, uh, shot that could perhaps injure them or kill them. Remember, we are still losing pilots who are having strokes in flight. We are still losing children who are dying from myocarditis, from inflammation of the heart. These military men don't want to do it, not because they don't want to obey, not because they don't want to comply, but simply because they want to protect themselves and their family. People in this situation are actually being pressured to comply. And if you don't comply, you're out. Whether you resign or whether you are thrown out of the military, you as a military member suffer the consequences. Anyone who is not discharged honorably from the military receives no military benefits whatsoever. That 
is an insult, a slap in the face to the American fighting man and woman. Military families exist. It's not just the fighting man or the fighting woman, but these people are married and they do receive pressure from their spouses. They do suffer the woes of their children who are being forced to mask at school, who are being challenged by people who are all for the liberal agenda. The military families have to deal with all the problems that the civilian population is facing on top of all the military challenges. If you had any idea what it is like for a spouse to be left behind to take care of three or four children, to fix all the broken things in the home because hubby is gone on a deployment, it's a very, very difficult thing. But add to this, all of the nonsense that are, they are having to face now, and you can imagine, hopefully you can conceive of the pressures that every military member is facing in this day and age. And when all this sacrifice is accepted, but you one day wake up and realize that your own commander in chief of the military cares nothing about you, what would you feel like doing? You would feel like compromising. You would feel perhaps like giving up, surrendering, getting out of the military. And maybe you would be forced to do that because of your spouse, because of your children, because you want what's best for them. The real question is, who wants to serve under a criminal commander-in-chief? A criminal who is demented, who has a history of doing nothing as a career politician. Who wants to serve an evil misfit puppet? And I'd sure like to know who is pulling the puppet strings. You have to imagine that any deployment anywhere in this day and age of our fighting forces increases the risk of harm to our troops. As a parent, we don't know if our son or daughter will come back alive or if they will be abandoned like Benghazi, like Afghanistan. The welfare of the troops is no longer a consideration of our president. Those who are left behind, if they are the real fighting force, then the cause has been served if they die. It will be covered up. Excuses will be made. And those who complain, the parents of the dead, the siblings of the dead, the spouses and children of the dead will be silenced by our evil regime. This is wrong. This just should not happen. And there's nothing that makes me more angry than seeing what has happened to our American military and to our veterans. We have how many Afghan refugees now coming to America? They're coming by the thousands and the thousands. 50,000 was the last report I read. These will be offered financial assistance for life. They will be given a path to citizenship and it will have cost them nothing. Many of them are perhaps Taliban or 
others infiltrating our government to help make successful the coup, while at the same time, how many thousands of military veterans are homeless, helpless, without medical care, without any care whatsoever from our government, despite the fact that they put their lives on the line for the freedom of every American citizen. If your blood is not boiling when you hear that, then you are not a true American. But like everything else with the current government, the military is merely another tool now to be used by this evil government to accomplish the said government's sinister agenda, the coup against America. I do hope and pray that we are simply waking up. We need to realize that the risks associated with service in the military are not what they used to be. You who are veterans from just even 10 years ago or 20 or 30 years ago or longer, this is a totally different military. We are no longer to be a fighting force under the Biden regime. Think of the chance that every soldier now takes. In addition to all the risks associated with military life, now having to serve under woke generals in a communist insurrection plot against America being in progress, what hope would an American soldier have? What incentive would the high school graduate ever have to want to join the military? I cannot think of a reason to do it. Who wants to play on a baseball team whose coach is simply rooting for the other team? You know, good soldiers, I don't care what their rank, enlisted or officers, the soldiers in America tend to be very smart. These are not stupid dunces. They have common sense, although this is now in the process of changing. Common sense dictates that the woke military is not the place to be for the great American patriot. I would not want to be there. But what happens when our corrupt, ungodly leaders do completely destroy the military? What happens then? Have you thought this through? Let's assume that the Biden regime is successful. Let's assume, because many of you are hoping to get to 2022, the election, and if election fraud is not contained and corrected, then what do you think will happen? The coup will be finished. It's just a matter of time. What will happen by that time to our military? All of the good fighting soldiers will leave and will become civilians. What are we going to do when we lose our military? Well, I guess the answer is we have options. We can fold. We can surrender now. I was speaking to a physician uh, who I had just met in Oregon. He was canceled by the corrupt Oregon Medical Board recently, and he surrendered. He said, I just don't want to fight anymore. He told me that he believed that 
America exists no longer. We are done for. He says, we are done for. We may as well surrender. And he, as a physician, has surrendered. The really sad thing that I felt when I heard this from this man's lips was the fact that he served 14 years in the Air Force. He was a former flight surgeon. He served also as a physician. And he says, we are done. Do you believe that? Do you believe that America doesn't have a hope of a chance right now? Because we have an awful lot of doubters. We have a lot of people who feel that it's too late. Many Americans have already surrendered and they say that we deserve our fate, that we're getting what we asked for, that we are simply reaping what we have sown. And maybe they're right, or at least partially, this may be true, but it's never too late to repent, to change our minds and to return to our Christian roots. Is this all a judgment from God? Possibly, some believe that. It cannot be proven since God is silent. But we do have a biblical precedent that suggests that perhaps it could be a judgment from God, or it could be just a natural consequence of us falling away from a loving God, from the actual author of human liberty and dignity and the right to life, the right to freedom, the right to the pursuit of individuality, and even, yes, happiness. My advice to you is to never, never surrender. If we do surrender, we will be enslaved. Many of you think, oh, how bad can it be? Okay, so they tell us to wear the mask. They tell us we got to get the jab. I got the jab and it didn't do a thing to me. I know what you're thinking. Some of you are thinking, is this so bad? Well, let me answer you this. You must remember that they are still dangling the carrots in front of you to bribe you. There is bribery going on at universities right now, financial incentives to get people to take the jab. Why would they ever do that unless there was a really good reason for you to get the jab? Will the first jab set you up for the second jab and for the third and fourth and fifth and yearly or monthly boosters? What are they seeking to accomplish? These are all zero population growth type of people. These are eugenicists who want to wipe out the population. This includes Fauci. This includes the Bill Gates Foundation, the George Soros's of the world. They have not a care in the world for you. And one day the carrots will no longer be dangling. No, my advice to you is to never surrender because you will not be just enslaved, but you will likely perhaps be tortured and maybe killed. Medical care will be virtually non-existent. And just like in Nazi Germany, you will likely be subjected to brutal human experimentation. Do not think you'll continue to live in your comfort, complacent in your world. It won't happen like that. You will forever be sorry that you were neutral or passive. No, as for me, I will never surrender. My claim is that we must get back to the Bible. This is crucial. We must also support 
our military, including our veterans. They have never surrendered their oath to defend the Constitution. If anybody will come to the defense of America today, it is the great American patriot, civilians, veterans, and otherwise. Remember, America is at war. Are you in the fight? Are you resisting illegal mandates? Do you expose evil? Do you take opportunities to actually love your neighbor as yourself? Remember in Romans chapter 12, verse 21, we are told do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And remember that fighting a righteous war against an evil enemy, even if that enemy is domestic and the very government that rules over you is a good thing, not an evil thing. We must overcome evil with good. And by that, it means helping the weak and the defenseless, educating the ignorant, fighting evil oppression, as with corona mania that is destroying millions of lives and exposing evil and contending for the truth. As Peter and the apostles once said, we must obey God rather than men. Well, when all is said and done, it's the freedom fighters, not the oppressors, who will restore the United States to a, re a free republic. Remember, we are not currently a free republic. We are not under the rule of an elected president. And how many unelected senators and congressmen do we have, thanks to voter fraud? You've been listening to Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The show is unity without compromise. I pray that as you live your life this week, unity will be on your mind and compromise will be your agenda. May we unify as patriots, as Christians, as Americans. Forget color, forget whatever race you are forget everything except that we the people are americans who are in a war against a tyrannical government that wishes to destroy us until next week good friends and patriots adieu